go. Welcome to another episode of Love James. Did you want to do that together? There's yeah. Like no banter. You're supposed to banter first. That's banter. What is yes, it? Let's right? banter. <laughs> Listen, listen, okay. listen. All right, okay, let's banter. Wow. Banter, 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 banter. 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 Welcome to another episode <laughs> of Love James. We are your hosts, Andrew James. And Julianne James. And we talk about a lot of things on the show, mostly about love. Yeah. Relationship, marriage, and uh, everything, everything in, in between. between. So we thank you for joining us on this show. This is actually bonus content because we we recorded an episode with two wonderful singles, mm-hmm. Danielle and O'Shane, and I'm gonna say like they're back, but they're not really back because this is, <laughs> they never left. They never left. This is the same episode that we just continued. Um, we just cut and we're just continuing bonus content because it was just great conversation and you know some great perspective. So we're just going to continue the conversation mm-hmm. and uh, you're 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 in for a treat. Great. I wanted to talk with O'Shane about the plate. Oh right? yeah, because when we asked O'Shane about what he was looking for, right? O'Shane said, "Is your plate? What did you say, O'Shane? Does your plate match my? Yeah, plate? Yeah, does your plate match my plate at the dinner table? Right. Tell me what that means." Wait, are we talking about like when she makes a plate for you? Is it the same as yours? Or, or <laughs> well, <is it> just, <laughs> well I'm asking <laughs> him. <laughs> Does she put more chicken on her plate? Yeah. And it, yeah. Uh, what did you mean by that? I meant like if I if I got steak on my plate, do you like steak on your plate? I like oxtail and rice and peas. Do you like oxtail rice and peas on your plate? So why does that matter? It 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 matters because it lets me know if we if we got certain things. In common, like maybe, maybe for me, I like gravy on my steak, mm-hmm. but you still like steak, but you don't like gravy. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Right. We still got something in common because we like the steak. Yeah. So just using that as like a reference to like really measure if you and I are compatible on the same things that we like. So you're talking about compatibility. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm really getting to. And how important is that? Who's that question posed to? Everybody at the table. Marrieds or singles? That's, that's, well, that's. <laughs> we're, we're doing this episode in the kitchen. <laughs> Someone's that, doing the dishes. Okay, stop doing the dishes back there. <laughs> that question is directed at everybody at the table. I, I want to have a little bit of a discussion about compatibility and how important that is. And what is the nature of it? Is it something that we have to start out with? Is it something that we can nurture and grow? What's. I think it's definitely both. I think there is a level of compatibility that is required in the beginning. But I also think that as the two individuals grow, that there is um, compatibility growth that is required as well. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, I think, again, it's back to that making that choice. Right. I choose you and I have to choose to be compatible with you. You know what I mean? And then sometimes that's an uh, adjustments in my mind, mm-hmm. adjustments in my attitude. Um, you know, adjustments when I, when you rec- when you point out something in me that maybe I need to examine, examine, right. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work on that. And that helps to develop or grow our compatibility. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's something that, that's organic. What do you guys think? Do you feel like compatibility can change the opposite way over time? Like, let's say you're super compatible in the beginning 
And then over time, you're both changing and growing, but it's you're going like the opposite yeah. direction. I, and like, how would oh. you like navigate that? Yeah, I have some thoughts on it. Yeah, I kind of have I kind of have uh, an analogy for compatibility. I do believe it's both, um, but I think of it. Let's talk about like from computers, right? So there was like for a long time there was Macs and there's PCs, and if you were a Mac and PC, you they didn't talk to each other. They spoke different languages. They were incompatible. Mm -hmm. But if you were in a a place where you had a Mac and somebody else had a Mac. You started from a certain level of compatibility and that allowed you to gain access and connectivity with that person, work with it, that person and create stuff and whatever else. But if one person did a software update and the other person Ooh, didn't, mm -hmm. then that could stunt the, the connectivity, right. even though you guys started out at the same place. Right. right? right. So it's right. kind of the same right. sort of right. thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I look at it that way. You know, there's some people that are still on Windows 98. Yeah. Right. And we're in 2020 and yep. there's windows 20 or whatever else yeah so to your point it, it you can start at the same place but end up based upon the the level of upgrades you've chosen to install right. in mm -hmm. your soul and yourself Yo, well listen, I, I wanted listen. to say so get ready when you said he had an analogy <laughs> yeah. i wanted to say everybody get ready because yeah. he's the analogy king Yo, listen, let, me just, let me just add to that right let me add to that don't disrespect my friend promise out there but promise <laughs> uses uh photoshop <laughs> Like seven CS or like not even <laughs> not right? CS not even CS right no because CS is Creative Suite so yeah. he's before there was a so suite. he's wow. in like Photoshop numbers right Photoshop and and <laughs> we're Photoshop in Photoshop twenty twenty yes. now Photoshop like, has you gotta understand after it went through the numbers it went into C series right <laughs> CS series and then after that it went into like the cloud the year yeah. cloud and all. so there's certain files that he will send me <laughs> that that I can open. But their files that I send him, he can't yeah. open. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it that 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 that's a beautiful analogy yeah. because the, mm -hmm. there might be relationship stuff that if I'm growing, if I'm I'm doing the work on me, and I and I send a file to my oh, spouse, that's good. She might not be able to now, open. Here's what that I want to say about that. Here's what I want to say about that because we've talked about this, though not using that analogy. We've yeah. talked about it. Yeah. And to your question, Daniel, I think the answer to that is this is one of the safeguards that you need to put in place in your relationship. Don't go growing without me. Ooh, you have good. to let me into the process of your evolution and I have to let you into mine don't so that we growing don't grow without me. Okay. And that's why when you go back to the idea of of you know being in in a marriage you can't be just two individuals tr growing independently because then now I'm I, I, now I don't know who I'm married to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I turn around and and you're a complete stranger. 100%. And that also shows the importance of nurturing a friendship. Because if you think about your friendships now as Come single now. people, okay? Mm -hmm. If you think about your friendships, hello, you texted me in error last <laughs> night. She has two Julianne's in her life, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, and She's she not texted. Let this go. I, I'm not letting it do it. She texted me in error last night saying, I did a bad thing. Right? Right. And I'm so curious still about what that bad thing was because after that she was like, oops, wrong Julianne. Okay. Right. right. But the point is, she you see how quickly you texted your friend and said, I did a bad mistake. thing. Yep. Exactly. Right. So you let your friends into your process. Yeah. You yeah. have to also let your spouse, let your. Well, your spouse should be your friend. Your spouse should mm -hmm. be your friend. So yeah. that you're bringing your friend so that, that Yeah. So you're. Because in you're the, absolutely like, don't go growing without me. I like that. Yeah. yeah because yeah. what happens is we get married and we relax. Yeah. And we take a lot for granted. And I assume because you know that I'm taking French classes that you are able to speak the French with me. 
but I I can't. So you have to come home and tell me what you learned in French class. And we have to share about that. You know what I'm saying? So that wow. I have some kind of reference and I can grow in that with I you. Wish, I wish I, I had mean, the button. so good. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. good. That's good. Right? That's good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, don't go growing without me. Yeah. Man. So, as I mean, does that have to do? That absolutely answered my question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It can happen, great. but you don't want it to happen. So, yeah. you have to safeguard. And again, that's again, that's that intentional choice mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Hey, where are you growing? Yeah. I want to grow where with you. Where are you growing? Yeah. Mm. Right? I want to grow with you. We need a shirt. Yeah. Where, where are you growing? You growing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's real good. Do you have to remember that you know <laughs> your spouse. Like, no, it's like... so deep. Yeah. It's so deep. No, no, it's so deep. I wish, I wish I knew this. Like yeah. from the get go, like because you know sometimes you wake up and you're like, damn, like who is the person I'm with? Yeah. And and you love them yeah, because yeah, you yeah. made the choice and the decision to commit to them and to love them, for better or for worse. But sometimes you're like, man, like I don't. I don't get you. We're not speaking the same language. We yeah. don't feel compatible. But again, feelings yeah, is not facts. necessarily mm-hmm. the And facts. here's a fact. Right. The fact is that your spouse has a whole life outside of you and your relationship. If that mm. person is employed, for example, they have a whole work world. And if you're not taking interest in, mm. you know, how, how was your day is such a like, oh, it was good. But there's so much more that happened in your day yeah. that I'm not mm-hmm. exposed to. And if you don't expose me to like the things that happen at work and, you know, some people, they work in corporate jobs and they go on conferences and their company sends them here and there or they bring in presenters or whatever. And that person is sitting under that knowledge or whatever and they're gaining, they're gaining and they're gaining and it's changing the way they think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's changing who they are. Yeah. And if you don't, yeah, you know, yeah, if you're yeah, not yeah, inquisitive, yeah. if you don't maintain a healthy curiosity about the person that you're married to or the person that you're with, you're gonna grow away from each other. Healthy curiosity. Yeah, communicate about everything we say, yeah. right? So don't yeah. assume that it's um, um, not important or that they won't understand it because it's not their world, yeah. right? Share mm-hmm. it. Yeah. No, I I like that because I think um, when you're starting to get to know someone, it's it's kind of like okay, I'm coming in with all this information. I may be at a hundred, and maybe the person I might be interested in is at thirty. Mm. So it's just like oh, they're at thirty. I'm at a hundred, but well, if you're at a hundred, you can get them to a hundred too yeah. if you just teach them. And if they're not, yeah, mm-hmm. and if you're not, and, and if he or she's not willing to to absorb all that information, then you can make the further steps. Like maybe well, we're not really that compatible, and you don't yeah. you don't have that drive. You don't right. you're not willing to do certain things or learn certain things with me. So I, I like that perspective. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's real good. I don't know how we got on that, but what that else, was good. What else you got? What else you got, Danielle? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any more. I, I got a question. Yeah. Um, when you first get married, or even before, what's the how, how does it go when it comes to merging the finances? The the Ooh. the the, 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 Honey? the, <laughs> the hey. rough conversations. Like, I know we're in this time where well he has to make more money than me or or whatever that looks like um and now when you when you when you do meet that person is, is it kind of like well he or she doesn't make more money than me they make less money than me and then if you when you get through that stage now it's just like well they got debt yeah too that got to take like what yeah. if, Talk about num- it. I, know Talk number, about I know numbers is is basically everything how how, how do you 
even have that conversation. That's good. Mindset. Well, question number 57 <laughs> on my uh, list <laughs> here, which is number one in the money Careful category. Careful not to give away anything Don't for free. Don't give away too much. <laughs> but it's number one in the, in the money category. Patreon.com. And it's, uh, the question is, joint, joint a, a bank account or separate, right? Your response to that is going to let me understand some things about you. Mm-hmm. And there's some deeper things as well regarding finances because people perceive finances differently so whereas one person might look at finances as security yeah another person looks at finances as you know entertainment, else, entertainment or, fun, or fun or whatever other right? people look at it for status yeah right and so if you the, need to understand their first, perspective yeah their perspective mm-hmm. on on yeah. money which which actually i have that in the other order because the next question is lead to that yeah. right but it's um if you understand what they're how they view money mm-hmm. then because if it's for status then it's about buying things to flaunt and if it's about security then it's about saving saving right mm-hmm. what are you what's your perspective where, you right? are, where, where are you at right but for for us i believe that it, it's um and that, that leads to the next question which is you know joint account or separate i i believe in joint account mm-hmm. i believe that if you make ten dollars and i make five dollars that we have fifteen dollars, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right and it's not a matter of when i go to spend something I'm like i only got five dollars on my side you know what I mean? It's yeah. hey, this thing that I'm purchasing for us costs or for me or for you, yeah, costs fifteen dollars. Yeah, well, I have fifteen dollars, right? Um, because th- because that's we share. Yeah, that's the and way we do things. Yeah, yeah. but but I, I but I'll also say that I mean, if you're if you're legally married, then in the eyes of the law, <laughs> right? You, you, everything is both people, the liabilities and the assets, right? Mm-hmm. So in the eyes of the law. The law is looking at you like you guys are one financially, mm-hmm. so yeah. you better know how you uh, are looking at each other. So, also, oh, sorry, I was going to say that it goes back to like the language instead of saying how much did I make this year is like how much do we make how we make yeah. this year? Yeah. Right? How much do we yeah. have? Yeah, mm-hmm. how much yeah. do we have? If it's a we mentality and that person has a we mentality, then I don't think money is going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. But if it's a me mentality, especially when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. you got to really take consideration with that. If it's a me mentality when it comes to money, mm-hmm. then it's like, mm, I before, don't know. Before you I, jump in, Tristan, yeah. uh, you got to talk about that one experience you had with oh, that young lady. 100%. Who said. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want me to say it first now? Or That's you want... okay. <laughs> either. either. <laughs> well, well, yeah. So I was, uh, I was talking to uh, a young lady and we were walking in the mall um, in America. And um, I like to be specific. Yeah. We were walking in the mall and she says to me, now she's saying to me, yeah, you know, like, we're just talking about, I don't know, money, life, whatever. The future. Like, the future. And she's like, yeah, you know, my money is going to be for um, going on trips and all that stuff. And your money is going to be for the mortgage and like the bills and stuff. Right. And I thought, oh. You made a mental note. Yeah. I made a <laughs> mental note. I said, oh, there's, there's my money and your money. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> so right away. So that means now, right. If if I, if the house costs $100 and I make $50. Yeah. And she makes $150, that $150 is going to buying nice things. Yeah. And I got to go and find that $50. That $50, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's, that's not, that, that really was a red flag for yeah. me. And yeah. I realized there's a us and a you, a me and a you versus us. And now she knows. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with how you guys more. There's uh, so much there, but I think in terms of the finances, I do believe that in the sort of joint bank accounts, but I do have uh, friends and family members that, that are, are definitely separate bank accounts and they make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but, 
for me though yeah let me it, just let it, me it, just, sorry caveat it, yeah. it, it it it's what works for you yeah yeah for us this is what works yeah and i will be we're sometimes really bold like when we're yeah. doing premarital to say this is the right way yeah and that's a bold statement that i'm making yeah yeah mm-hmm. Because I th- because I see I recognize something in that, but if it works for other people, I'm not saying that. Yeah, it's no, not no, good. no, no. I, yeah, and I agree on. with you. I I think for me, for me and my observation, it the the conversation becomes very um, adversarial very quickly. Yeah. When you when you now have your pile of of you know <laughs> Duckworth's money over here swimming yeah. in, and then somebody else has their pile of money. Yeah. It just it's like, well, you're supposed to pay for that, and how come that wasn't paid for? Mm. Because you were supposed to pay for it out of your money, and and da da da, and and it just it's it's from the angle of. Now we're working. It's almost like we're against working against each, each other, other instead yeah. of the I, number yeah. one. The number one cause for divorce. And, and, and I don't have the stats on okay, this. So among, among among the, the top num- three, among the top three <laughs> is is finances. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So I think again, when I, I like to talk about safeguards, right? Setting up safeguards over your relationship. I think this is one of the ways to do it. Full transparency in our finances really is the goal. Whether you do that through a combination of separate accounts and a joint account, right. or you do that through right. a combination, or, or you do it like full joint account, I think um, there has to be full transparency. So even if you have your account, right, right. I feel like you know there has to be some way that the other you can be accountable to the other person with what you're doing with those funds. I'll just use a personal example, okay? I love to play my little apps, my little my little <laughs> games. I love games. To, when I want to relax my mind after my day of work, I sit down and I play some apps. Okay, I play Homescapes and Emoji Blitz and whatever. And mm-hmm. they they know how to trap you. Okay, they make you the offer two seventy nine. You can buy this diamond pack and you can get <laughs> to the next level in the game. Okay, um, and if if I don't have accountability to Andrew, because he'll look at the the credit card statement and he'll be like. Mm, diamond pack, mm, whatever. And you tell me eighteen dollars in the last month on, you know. Actually, hey, how a, do you feel about that? It's not eighteen dollars in the last. <laughs> it's month. more than eighteen dollars. <laughs> okay. Usually a little bit more than that. <laughs> you don't have to put it all out there, babe. I didn't put it all out. Just a good portion of it. <laughs> okay. All right. No, that's the point. Okay. So the point is, if I don't have that level of accountability, I could probably run us into a little bit of trouble, <laughs> like buying diamond packs and Honestly, gem Honestly, you know packs. what I do? I just add it up, right? And I'll be like, Andrew, um, February this month. And I just give him just facts. Just February. This just facts. It was. Right? And, and when just... he brings it, I say to him, gotcha. Got it. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, I don't, because, hey, it's out there and it's exposed and it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, I have to come to you in six months and be like, babe, um, uh, you know, I spent like $2,000 on gem packs yeah, right. and we have to sell something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. that level of accountability, when we first got married, like, I mean, even very little things. If he was going through the Tim Hortons drive through he would message me and say, you know, I'm spending, you know, 568 at Tim Hortons. It, and, it, and it's one of those things like we talked about on the communication episode about active listening. It can feel really robotic. In the beginning, but after you have, you do all of these things so that you can develop a level of trust when it comes to your finances and it safeguards your relationship. Trust me, because if you know that someone is looking, you will think twice about whether you need to buy another pair of shoes or not. Can I just say one more thing about that? Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about betrayal and infidelity, like, you know, men betray women in that they go out there and they cheat, right? And we make a lot of noise about that in our culture and in our Sexu- society. Sexually, meaning Sexually, cheating, yeah, yeah che- cheating, infidelity, right? Um, but I always say to women, sometimes you, you, you're you in your marriage, 
and you and your husband have talked about what your financial goals are and what your financial situation is. And women, when we're not accountable, can sometimes go, you buy, you know, they make fun of it in pop culture. Like, where did you get that dress? Is that a new dress? And the woman says, oh, this whole thing, I had this for the longest while. Meanwhile, she snuck it into the house or she smuggled it into the house with a grocery bag. To me, that is betrayal. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if we've discussed our financial goals and we know that this is the budget and you go or you consistently go outside of the budget mm-hmm. behind his back and he doesn't know and we're both working hard. Yes, we might both be working hard. I think that is a betrayal and I think it matters. So I just want to put that out there that you can't you need to be accountable and you need to stick to what you said you were going to stick to in terms of like the family mm-hmm. budget. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think with what? No, the accountability. Oh. <laughs> right? I think accountability yeah. is is important, right? Like, I, the other day I went to the store to buy, um, uh, you know, the, you know, the, okay. I, so my thing is I like, like, little treats from, like, exotic places, right? So, like, you know, foreign mm. treats. So I saw this <laughs> British store, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go get, like, a, you know, like a different drink. You know, it's just different. <laughs> Now I know we didn't have the money for for whatever it was we were coming back because yeah. I was like you know but I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it and, and and but part of me was conscious that when I buy this she's gonna see it <laughs> right and it wasn't a lot of money but whatever but but it's just like you know it it's that that consciousness of knowing that it's not just you yeah you know what mm-hmm. I mean it, and it's not just Julianne either it's our family yeah mm-hmm. right and so the financial choices and decisions that I make impact us all. And so I need to make sure that I am accountable to my family. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the benefit. I'm making the right choices for the benefit of my family. Yeah. So circling mm-hmm. back to O'Shane's original question, mm-hmm. I think the earlier you have that conversation that you're able to assess a person's uh, mentality when it comes to finances, the better. Because it's a huge thing and it's an important thing. And, uh, and oftentimes um, it's one of those things that if that person needs to change their mentality, it's like a very long process for that mm. to happen, right? So yeah. assess that. And, 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 and right away, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with, with date one. It's going to be well, a 100 question We're going to know because on date one, am I paying? Are you mm. paying? Are we doing 50-50? So that's already an opportunity for you to understand their mentality, Yeah, right? It's a gentleman thing to do, to pay. I think it's a gentleman thing to do. I just also think that it's the lady thing to do not to order everything on the menu. Right? <laughs> yeah. right. Sometimes they're like, hey, I, I'm getting a free meal. Yeah. Let's or make it a... Or one of those things you know, when you go out with somebody and then like you just assume that they're going to pay. Mm-hmm. It's better to be like, hey, you know, reach for your wallet at least. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, you gonna, did, you, did you need me to help with anything? Well, no, I'm good. And then the gentleman buys. But at least if you know... Anyways, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Any other questions that you have out there? Uh-huh. I, yeah. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. So I have a question about family. Mm-hmm. So, like I mentioned before, I was raised by a single mom. My dad's not really in my life. So I'm just curious about family dynamics. And um, I know it's like super general question, mm-hmm. but you know, if you come from a family that is not super close, and then you marry into, or you're trying to marry into a family that is super close. A lot of, um, I guess, habits and things that you do in your day to day that you're not, maybe you're not aware of. I know there's things that I do that people have called out in me that when I trace it back a little further, it's because of my relationship with my dad and um, or just relationship with family members in general. Mm -hmm. And so I guess how do you kind of navigate 
be like moving into a family or kind of acclimate trying to acclimate yourself into a family that is very different from your own mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay well one of the things you said you know we talked about is like self-awareness mm-hmm. so y- you are aware yeah. that there are some things that are different for you mm-hmm. based on your past um i think coming into that um union with that self-awareness recognizing that you know what i can see that the dynamics of that family is super tight and mine's not i think it might be uh, a benefit to you right because mm-hmm. it could be giving you the thing that you require mm-hmm. to help change your perspective on that so that you can now have that for your immediate family right, right? Mm-hmm. so i think yeah being open to recognizing the areas that you lack and open to the opportunity of growth that's coming from that new family dynamic that you recognize is different than yours. Yeah. And I'd say proactivity in communication with the person that you're with. So I think if you, having been self-aware about the issue, I think you can go into the friendship, the relationship, um, leading and saying, you know what, I recognize that there's some things about my family type that, um, they shape my perspectives. So if there's something that you want to call out, by all means, I'm open to that. I just, you know, tread lightly, tread cautiously. Sometimes I may be triggered by something that you say or whatever the case may be. So at least that person is aware that there may be some things there that you're not necessarily aware of. And I think they also have to have some degree of um, consideration, even though they are tight with their family, that you may not necessarily understand. Why do you always have to, why are we always at your mama's house? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so they, they have to be able to understand and gradually right. um, and, and manage their expectations about you just seamlessly, you know, fitting into that whole super tight dynamic. Yeah. I think, I think every family has a, a family dynamic and culture, right? Mm. That, that um, when we meet our potential spouse, we, if we love them, we we're passionate about them. We want to kind of get, get acclimated to, um, I think one of the things that I was just hearing throughout what Julianne and, and Andrew were saying was, I was just thinking about the fact that you really, I wish I listened a lot more and observed a lot more. Um, you know, I, when I married into Natanya's family, because when you're marrying a person, you're not just marrying that person, mm-hmm. you're marrying into mm-hmm. their family. Um, she has a really big family. They're very loud, um, but in a great way. Mm-hmm. They're loving. They're giving people uh, people of faith. But it was a, it was a stark dynamic to uh, when I say large family, like the, it's 50, 60 plus. Mm-hmm. That's like that always comes out to everything, right? <laughs> and if one person's missing, then it's like, how come that person is missing? Yeah, people. I, I came from a family where it was like, you know, I have a couple cousins in in the states that I see once or twice every couple of years, and it's just my direct family, like you know, which is the six of us. So, and so we had a, and then obviously the spouses, right. And and the grandkids, but we had a really tight knit family culture of mm-hmm. traditions that we created because we didn't have that extended family. Right. Um, Natanya grew up with her large family. Then she grew up with an extended family of aunties and, and uncles that weren't really aunties and uncles, but were close mm-hmm. yeah. within the tribe. Yeah. So it was like a matter of understanding the dynamics of that, the hierarchy of that, um, the personalities and, and understanding, okay, what, what 
am I carrying? What am I bringing to to sort of this cultural dynamic? And then sitting down with her and saying, okay, well, what are some of the things I want to bring from my family that I really liked and some things that I, I could observe that mm-hmm. based on my self-awareness that I didn't want to bring into my, to our family dynamics. Right. And then she did the same thing. Yeah. It wasn't perfect. It, it's a little clunky at first because you got to figure it out. But I feel like we've, we've really kind of pulled from the best parts of our, our family dynamics. Yeah, yeah. I want to I just want mi- to just note something here, because I think on the topic of family, um, sometimes there can be difficulties in that process of trying to, um, you know, acclimate. And I want to say if you are to Tristan's point about, you know, you're not just marrying the person, you're marrying their family. I think your posture and your your state of mind and your perspective going in has to be you must approach that other person's family, whatever the makeup, with the utmost respect mm-hmm. and honor, right? And I think you don't necessarily win someone over or love them when you contribute to actions that cause tension between them and their family of origin. I would also say, if you are... Um, if you are getting to know someone or you are, you know, in relationship with someone who has conflict in their um, family of origin, like they themselves are at odds with people in their family of origin. I think your responsibility oftentimes, not all the time, depending on the conflict that is happening, is to be a healer in that situation and not to necessarily, you, you really should encourage them to be the peacemaker in every situation because you love them not because you're trying to do anything in the interest of that person's family member but because you're trying to do something in their own interest because Mm -hmm. if they don't have that stress Mm -hmm. if they don't have that family tension they will be in a more peaceful productive happier space and they'll be Mm -hmm. be able to be a a better contributor to your own relationship i also think you're sowing seeds for your own future family right which brings me to a topic of other things that you need to be conscious of when you're looking at people and making assessments is what do you want your future children to be like? Mm-hmm. Right? So what do you want your future family to be like? If you want it to be filled with tension and, and, and unforgiveness and all of that, then yeah, encourage that person not to reconcile with his mother or not to, you know, make peace. But if you, if you know that for your own family, unit the family unit that you guys create you want there to be peace and harmony respect and honor then you have to sow those seeds and it often starts with your family of origin that's where the opportunity often presents itself and sometimes we miss that and we just go along with that's how my brother is so i'm just gonna allow him you know because (laughs) that's how he is right so just want to make that point because your your future kids are going to be like this person right you know Mm -hmm. so I, I, I like that because it it's much it's I feel like it's even deeper than that because if you're if you're acknowledging that person's family, there's certain dynamics that are kinda off as to why certain people are the way they are, even within your own family. It's it's you not have to be um 
viewing it from a standpoint of not the worldly point of view and view it from the spiritual point of view because mm-hmm. there could be some generational yes curses mm-hmm. and everything yeah. that they, they need to break through yeah. so you need to identify what those things are and really dig, dig um dig deep and to ensure that the next generation after you and after you all those things are broken Precisely. yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. good yeah, yeah. Hmm. other questions <laughs> Yeah. Um, I've had these conversations with a couple of my friends. So basically being whether you're in a marriage or whether you're with someone, um, having people around that you've had past relations with, Mm -hmm. whether it was relationship wise or whether it was y'all did your thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I guess my question is, how do you navigate through that? Like for me, um, I I always used to say when I have a, when I have a, a wife or with I'm, when I'm with someone, I'm not talking to no girls that I did anything with, like mm-hmm. at all, right? And let me ask you why? Why is uh, that? Um, I used to say that because I felt like it was kind of disrespectful for me to have that person that I did something with and the person I'm with now under the same roof, whether we're like. In any type of space, it yeah. just feels, I'd feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but now becoming a Christian, my perspective changed because mm-hmm. before I was only thinking about me, like myself, but now it's just like, what if maybe my, maybe my wife can talk to her, talk to that person about God, because maybe they're not a Christian or whatever, or maybe I, maybe that person can see God through me, through my lifestyle of changing. Because when I had the interaction with them, I wasn't at that space. But maybe I'm at this space now. It's like, oh, man, O'Shane changed. Like, O'Shane, yeah. wh- what are you like? You, yeah. you see what I'm trying to say? So it's 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 kind of twofold. It's whether you look at it from the worldly As point of view. As <laughs> you about those memories. Because yeah. It's very tough. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, but it's that's very good. T- it's very tough. There's Instagram for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let them watch your life on Instagram. Yeah. And see you shining the glory of God on Instagram. Because, again, I like to talk about safeguards. Mm-hmm. And I think one of those safeguards is to not have, I mean, it even goes beyond people that you've, you've been with in the past in any mm-hmm. way shape or form mm-hmm. i think once you are in a committed relationship and you are in a and you know it, we our views are often very extreme but i think you really have to reposition a lot of your opposite sex friendships it's funny i have i have a story for you i have it's crazy tell me when okay. i when i and this was just a, an epiphany moment for myself but i remember i was dating uh, when natalia and i were dating um i was one of those dudes like most guys uh that had a lot of like friends that were girls right and you know i always said i always said to my friends like my guy friends i was like you know you can i would date a girl but like i would have just female friends and you just leave the door open because you never know right you just (laughs) you leave the door open it's it's we're we have may have great casual conversations we may have same interests in certain things but then i was like i met natania and i was like something in me just said you're disrespecting her and I said, disrespecting her? I'm not disrespecting her. I mean, I'm I didn't do her. nothing. I'm, I'm picking her up all the time, paying for dinner, whatever else. But it was like, as long as I had those other doors in my house open mm-hmm. and windows, mm-hmm. those were excuses for opportunities to take advantage of things or Absolutely. put myself in a position where I would let her down or I could let her down. You see Absolutely. what I'm saying? Yes. And, and here's the thing. It wasn't just 
um, having sex with another female outside of her. It was like the emotional, intellectual, um, psychological commitment that I was giving, right? I was taking a part of my being, instead of Mm -hmm. giving all of myself and my attention to her, I was now siphoning it out to a whole bunch of other people yeah. yep. that that weren't giving me that level of commitment that she was. So yeah. so for me, I had to be like, hey, let me just shut some of these, make not even some, all you of these doors and windows and everything else. And it really helped us in terms of our elevating our relationship mm-hmm. in terms of our conversations and stuff like that because we were only dating for eight months before we got engaged. Mm-hmm. But a part of that was the intentionality behind us really kind of focusing, focusing in on yeah. our, uh, each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think... Um, one of the things we don't realize sometimes, and I'm, and you know, we're generalizing. It's not it, there are exceptions to the rule, right? But I think sometimes we don't realize that if you are maintaining opposite sex relationships, or you are like friendships outside of your marriage or outside of this committed relationship that you're in, we don't realize sometimes that you know people check your windows. You know, they they sometimes you know. For for married men out there or committed men out there, I just want to say when a, when some other single girl comes and, and you're recently married and they say, how's married life? She's checking your windows, right? So if she's relying on, if you're, if you're going to say, you know, ah, yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's good, you know, it, yeah, I, it's it really has, challenging. It's, it's challenges, you know what I mean? That's her making a mental, it might be subconscious note that she can get in through that window, right? And And you don't want to put yourself in the position where, you know, there is that opportunity for you to falter. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have an opposite sex. Maybe you're a, a woman in a committed relationship or a marriage and you've had this f- male friend in your life for the longest while and you tell your friend everything and whatever, but now you're married. You can't afford to do that because you're you're setting up your husband, your, your marriage, and also that friend to to falter, right? And so because, you know, you, you never know what can happen over time. So I would just say that, any person who has cared about you in the past or who has been a friend to you, a really good friend to you will understand when you get married or should understand when you get married or when you are committed in a relationship, the steps that you need to take to safeguard that relationship, to grow that relationship, to mature in that relationship. And a real friend will be okay with being repositioned. Not to say Mm. you're cutting your friend off, right? You're not cutting those people out of your life. And it's like, I'll never speak to you. Or if you reach out to me for some help, I'm not available. But um, I have to reposition you because you're also in the process of building deep trust with the person that you um, are, are with. And so that person needs to know that there is no relationship in my life that will be more important to me than the one that we are creating here. You know, you can't tell me you don't want to not speak to um, Jennifer, because Jennifer being somebody you were with before, because you don't want to hurt her feelings. Who cares about Jennifer's feelings? You know what I mean? In that kind of situation. So you want to let the person know that they are the priority for you. Right? 100%. And the reality is, is that you may know your intentions. You know, I may just want to share the Bible with you and she <laughs> yeah. may just want to share her body with you. Yes, exactly. And, and, and that's yeah. just the reality of it, right? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to make it that people put in hours to, yeah. people put in a lot of hours just for that one thing and one thing andrew taught me very early on in life <laughs> in our life together right is that men get a certain payoff just from the fact that i know that that's your wife and i know that or that's your 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 girl but they get a certain something knowing that they could just talk to you in a certain way 
You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so you have to make Text sure you... Text you at a certain yeah. time or call you and speak to you a certain way. Not, yeah. and, and it doesn't have to be... Re- like I'm not talking about fresh. Just yeah. just, just, just them knowing that they, if they wanted to, they could. They, they feel that they, they could, could. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a win for them. So, I, so mm-hmm. you know, we both make a point of not making any other person feel like they even have the remotest possibility of making eye contact with me. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'm I'm we discipline ourselves to make sure that we don't give other people that impression because we want to safeguard our relationship. And if we're having the worst day with each other and we are just on fire with rage, which doesn't really happen in our relationship, but I'm just saying, um we don't go out there and tell anybody like, "Oh man, you know what he did? You know what she did?" because that's not anybody's business and we have to safeguard um you know our our relationship so mm-hmm. if she does something it's it's her that i'm coming to yeah hey you <laughs> to know complain what? about yeah, me why did you do this when you do this thing like, <laughs> i didn't like it right yeah yeah so mm-hmm. yeah questions questions <laughs> um i mean i tend to overthink so this is just my overthinking mm-hmm. but um and i'm kind of stuck on like a a red flag thing yeah. theme yeah. Um, because I've seen that happen in, in previous relationships and in relationships, people that I know that are in relationships. And so I guess like, let's say you're dating somebody or getting to know somebody and you're sure like after eight months, you're sure. And you propose, you guys get engaged, you guys get married and that's it. And let's say it's like three years down the line and cause you thought you were sure. And now you find out something that like is maybe i guess a deal breaker for you now so let's say in the beginning you guys talked about kids you want to have kids and they say yeah i want kids yeah i want kids and that's it and you guys never really go back to it because in your mind you guys both want kids so there's nothing more to talk about right but now we're like two years in and now we're trying to have kids you're like "Mm, you know what i don't really want kids you know or like I want three kids. You want like seven kids. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you, I guess, deal with that? Because if it's a like a deal breaker for you and you don't want to be in that relationship because you want a certain thing to happen, do you just continuously try to come to a compromise? Is it like, bye-bye? Like, how do you deal? It's definitely not bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bye-bye. If, and if if it's three or seven, that's that's mi- that's minor. That's minor, right? Let, let yeah. me, let's go back though, right? Let's mm-hmm. go back to the first conversation, getting to know each other. You say you want kids. I say I want kids. I'm sure there's opportunities where we're around family members who have kids. How do you interact when you're around that kid? Mm-hmm. Are there any kids in your life? If I see that you have your hands off and you don't want to have nothing to do with the child, I can't stand kids. I'm going to go volunteer at this uh, kids camp. Do you want to come? Oh, I can't stand. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And they said that they wanted kids. That's how you can quickly. Mental yeah. Note. Just opportunities, mm-hmm. I guess. Right? To see, hey, are you acting out? Are you who you say you are? Right? Mm-hmm. But fine. You missed that. You you get married, you, you know, three three years down the road. Why don't you want kids? I thought this is what we both wanted. Mm-hmm. You, you have to explore that conversation. So it's not an easy answer to say, well, you know, throw that away. It's like, okay, well, what changed? You know, um, well, I want to understand that. I want to I want to know what that is, you know? And then I want to express why I want kids. And I want to know what your thoughts are on why I want kids and how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. And that whole conversation, exploration together will help bring perspective for both parties right 
And then I'm not talking about if it's, a, it's an ignorant. First of all, if it's an mm. ignorant guy and he's like, I don't want to get, yeah, then you you should have you, you would you should you would have caught that you would have caught that movie. a long yeah, time yeah. ago, right? Yeah. So there has to be something, yeah, that they went through, that they experienced, mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Um, maybe you know you guys had a, a tried and had a miscarriage, and now he's terrified. It's like I don't want to have any kids. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, but but if you never have that conversation to go deep, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to recognize that he's still hurt about the miscarriage and, you right. know, whatever have you and some trauma that he might've dealt with then, you know, I don't so know. You got to ask why but, five times. Yeah. And I would also say, I mean, consider the scenario where you can't have kids, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There may be some deep work that needs to happen around um, letting go, right. Mm-hmm. Letting go of that thing that I initially wanted, letting go of the, uh, the idea that I, you know, we, we will have kids. So maybe mm. that we fill that desire for kids in other ways by being around other kids, by adopting. volunteering, by adopting, by, you know, spending, you know, so, so there's a lot of, you know, there because are times where there are things that you want that maybe you don't need to want. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or, so, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, no, because, right. Cause say, yeah, it's the other way around that you realize that you can't have kids and then he, he's upset or mm-hmm. hurt that yeah. that can't happen. Right. Um, can't be bye bye. It cannot be bye bye. It yeah. has to be well. Hey, like yeah, we have let's adjust. About, let's uh, adjust. Yeah, adopting or let's have a different conversation. And because you want to, hopefully, you're marrying somebody who is open minded and sincere, mm-hmm. and sincere, mm-hmm. right? And can you know is agile in their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also, you know, people go through seasons. People are constantly growing. Um, after my beautiful wife had two kids, uh, she said. I'm shutting down mm-hmm. the bakery. It's mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Uh, so, sir, I know you wanted four, but um, fortunately, we're gonna look in other directions. I said, okay, <laughs> cool. You already know me. I'm. I. I. I mean, I. I would love to have more kids. Um, and then just you know, recently, she was like, mm, maybe I want to warm up the oven again. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and and it it took me off my guards because I wasn't. I already in my mind said, okay, well, I committed to you. We have two beautiful kids. I would have loved to have four, but I have two healthy kids. They're smart, they're energetic. We're good, right? But now things changed for her, um, whether it was career-wise, health-wise, whatever else. And now we're re we're reinvestigating that, right? Yeah. What that means to grow our family again. So people change, and, and that, yeah. might, change. that might not have happened if you had a bad reaction to yeah. her saying, "I'm done." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, because so. then she would say, she, if she did get to a point where she wanted to have it again, she's like, she "I'm not telling this like, guy because yeah. I don't have no more kids with this guy." Yeah, yeah. So, right. yeah, yeah. I is guess that, does that help? Does yeah. that answer the question? Yeah, okay. no, that's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm. I, we I, have to always say, like, you fresh out of questions." Yeah. Okay. Good. No, that's good. Hey, I like this. I really do. What I mean, I'll throw this out here. Like, uh, uh, so to the singles, <laughs> oh mm. are you guys open, or how do you guys feel about blended families? About um, not necessarily being with somebody or marrying somebody that that doesn't have children, or somebody that is coming with a family mm-hmm. and maybe family history and maybe one or two children. Um, I'll I'll go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I think immature me would have said oh no like don't come with no kids um I think now that I've grown and kind of thought about it more I remember my own life and you know my mom had a partner when I was very young and he's still in my life to this day and he's the closest thing I have to a father figure and I just think about the relationship I have with him and I love him like I 
would any parent. And I would just feel like if my partner was coming in with a child or if I don't, but if I had a child and I would want them to love my child, like they would love their own. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel like I would be open to it. I think obviously there's dynamics to that. Like the other person, you know, the, the The mother, um, you know, and their family and whatever they went through it, it would just kind of depend on how old that child is, how much experience, like, you know, all that other, the child Mm -hmm. is going to be living with us. Right. You know, and then just trying to build a relationship with that child, you know, and not to, I guess, take over the place of her mother, her, his or her mother, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and just trying to, I, I don't know. It would kind of be a hard dynamic. I'd have to just kind of be in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're open. But yeah, I feel like I would be open to that just based off of my own experience and how, you know, this man made me feel and he never made me feel like I wasn't his. Like he always, you know, um, you know, Christmases, birthdays, like, you know, it was there. So I would want to give that experience to a, a child if that was the situation. That's, That's good. Great. That's good. Yeah. Shane? I'm going to give you the, my honest answer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nah, I don't think. <laughs> I don't. I like that. Nah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I grew up with my mom and dad being together and always being there. Um, and one thing my mom always stressed to me as I got older, she always wanted to ensure that she had one like one unit one family mom and dad her and her kids no divorce or anything so like i grew up around that language that message my whole life um so for me um being 28 knowing that around this time of my life most of the people that i do encounter even my friends they starting families they're getting married and all that stuff right um so the likelihood of me encountering someone with a child is common mm-hmm. um just for me, I preferably would want to meet someone that didn't have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to phrase, like mm-hmm. word out as to like why, yeah. but it's just something. But that's yeah, your family dynamics shapes your perspective, y- y- and y- that's what you know, and that's what you're looking for. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going, I'm going. I'm just, you just want to challenge that. <laughs> don't put yeah, words yeah. Yeah. Throw that <laughs> what, what if, what if that same woman that was out in the world that got saved by grace when she's <laughs> on the world she had a, a, a baby pikachu <laughs> she baby. And, but she's everything that you want mm-hmm. you want uh and more mm-hmm. uh integrity beauty beauty grace style no, I have the all list the here. funny Faith, funny <laughs> yes. businesswoman driven mm-hmm. family yes. values empathy and understanding and the plate of mm-hmm. steak and steak is there and the child is and the child it. is there so like, <laughs> then then if if God lays it on my heart and says, Oh, Shane. And says, Oh, Shane. In an audible voice. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we put Through a lot. the angel Gabriel. <laughs> we put a lot on God when God is really putting it on us. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might be a test of faith. <laughs> God <laughs> might want you to be that man. God is looking at you saying, Me? Don't call me. <laughs> then, and then, be that out yourself. But let's be real. A lot of men feel that way. That, mm-hmm. you know, I want a fresh thing. I don't want, you know, nothing that's... Bit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, let's be Would real. you feel that way when, when you're single? I, I didn't feel that way. I actually... I actually... No, but was, it's different I now. I attracted to, to single women, yeah. to, to single moms, but I liked 
I like the idea. Like I liked kids first of all, mm-hmm. so that's that's one thing. But then I didn't mind the idea of being a stepdad. Sorry. Tell the no. truth. Shame the devil. Yeah, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell the truth. I, I didn't think about it until right now. Okay. And as you were speaking, I thought about a situation that I was like, the 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 dynamics with the dad mm-hmm. of that child was not conducive. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like extremely not conducive, right? Yeah. So it's like, I like, do, is that what I want for me? Like, do I want all of that, right? Because life is about purpose for me. It's like, is that going to distract me from the things that I need to accomplish in life? Um, and, and in that situation, I think it would have. Because now it's all about like protecting from that. Mm-hmm. You know Defending, against, Defending that. against that. Defending against that, right? And I was just like, I don't know if that's a good use of my energy. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's not it's not good. Like I feel bad for, you know, the individual because... You know, they don't deserve to be in a situation like that, right? But, but what about me too, right? Like, well, but but you have to you have to have these honest conversations yeah, with yourself, and I think you know, you, yeah. I mean, they've clearly made their decisions, and I think the I think that's one thing that I missed out in saying. Like, I was always open to, you know, a, a spouse with uh, coming with a child, but yeah, not with drama. So that was really the caveat for me, right? Mm. And and it's hard. They they, they are out there, mm. <laughs> but but I think understanding the, dy- the the dynamics of like, okay, if if we're building something here and you're sharing a child with another person, is this other person does do they have a level of of mental, physical, uh, self awareness mm. to to be able to balance, right? Mm. If they aren't, then that's going to be an issue and and are, are you going to empower them to are you going to empower them to be disrespectful or are you going to empower them to build to help build yeah but you know what we're doing but right? you don't feel like that i mean maybe that would just be considered baggage yeah, right but you do you feel like that baggage is bigger than other baggage like um i don't know i don't want to say anything like offensive but for me, I feel like with my own mental health, that might be considered baggage to somebody. And that might be too much baggage just because of what I've experienced and how I felt and you know, all like, of that. So it's like, mm-hmm. it, are we just like weighing the baggage? Because it's like someone could come and it, there might be no drama with, you know, baby daddy, baby mama, whatever. And then five years down the line, they realize you know what, your relationship looks really good. I'm going to come mess that up. And now it's baggage yeah. when it didn't start as baggage. That's good. Yeah. That's you know, good, eh? so mm. I guess moving into that question, like how would you deal with new baggage that wasn't <laughs> there <laughs> before? Well, you but that's the thing. You, you, can't. Can't, you can't anticipate that. All you can do is... But can't you? Keeps on, well, Julianne keeps on saying a great point, making a great point is that you have to put in safeguards for your relationship, yeah. right? You, I used to say when I was single, you got to see things before they actually happen proactively you have to right that's that's the reason why we, you this know this whole give, show is about that <laughs> this <laughs> like, is why we give the stiff arm to to you know opposite sex relationships and exes. you know what i mean and exes and stuff like that because it's not saying th- that person is bad and you're you're a good person or you're a bad person mm-hmm. they're a good person mm-hmm. it's that you two together in conjunction with what you're trying to build over here with this person can be potentially explode in your face yeah. so why don't you see things before you happen before they happen and maybe make adjustments right mm-hmm. um you know we we don't drink and drive hopefully because mm-hmm. we understand the ramifications of that right um that's not because we can't 
Um, we we kind of can in certain capacities, but we do we make the decision not to because we want to make sure that we avoid accidents and and, and being inebriated behind the wheel, right? Yeah, and I'd say this um, to your question there, Danielle. I think if you are in a relationship with someone and there is a baby mama in the picture, for example, and everything is cool and it's not baggage now, right? Mm-hmm. If you are are at this point thinking you know what, five years from now, this could potentially be baggage. I would say A, have that conversation, right? But also B, you got to rate how difficult you feel that would be for you, right? Because mm-hmm. would, 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 would a situation with, with that person maybe exploding five years from now and it creating tension, would that cause you to want to walk away from your marriage, mm-hmm. right? Because if it won't, then just know stuff happens in life right and there might be stuff other than that that will happen that will be more challenging to you or maybe less challenging to you than that so the the point is if you're making a commitment make the commitment all the way all the way you can't stand at the beginning of the race and say i wonder if you know two hurdles in i'm going to fall and spread out my face you know what i mean like yeah. you can't go into it that way you have mm-hmm. to go into it with a positive attitude optimistically um bringing with a goal to bring healing to that person's life in every aspect encouraging them to maintain respect and honor with the the mother of their child yeah. and and ensuring that you're putting safe those safeguards in place so that it doesn't explode into a um, situation five years down the line because there's a part that you play in that as well, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, mm-hmm. I just yeah. want to add to my response. If that individual, say, it was Julianne, mm-hmm. I met Julianne. She had a, a a child prior to us. Because I know the value that Julianne brings to my life, mm-hmm. to my being as a person, challenging to your purpose, to my purpose, which trumps everything for me. I don't care. I don't care what you have. And I'm going to deal with whoever and whatever I have to deal with. Because 18 kids? I'm going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. I'm going to deal with it. If. But, Buy a farm. <clears throat> I'm saying it. Put them all to work. <laughs> if it's, right? Love no. <clears throat> if it's, if it's, if I know that, that that individual really would, 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 you know. Um, who God laid on your heart. Who God laid on my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, all of that is predicated on doing the work, right? Yeah. And I think, I think, I think. Even in your your question, Daniel, I hear what you're saying, but I, I think also you got to trust that you've done the work mm-hmm. and that you've built something with that person that's stronger than, you know, the foolishness that happens. That always happens. Like life always gives you gifts. Some of them are ones that you want to keep. Others are mm-hmm. ones you want to throw away, right? Yeah. Others you want to repackage and give it to somebody else. But you know what I mean? It's just, it's just yeah. that's what it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Wow. I, I, think, I think to the degree that you can be um, and I, you know, I've said it a couple of times, but bring healing to another person's life. I think you don't have to worry about baggage, honestly, because you are coming at it from the standpoint of whatever you face, we face, we face. together. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I'm going to support you like in the earlier episode or, or earlier, um, or Shane said something about, you know, support. And I think it's important when talking about support to define what support means to you. So in this scenario, you know, when we're saying I'll support you and we're vowing mm-hmm. to support the other person, we have to understand that that means when my child's mother is going through 
and maybe taking it out on me, then I need your support in that I don't need you to add to the conflict. I need you to help me see my way through it, right? So to, to, to get to the other side of that conflict unscathed and in, in one piece. So I think sometimes we make it about our feelings when it really should be about, as we said in the communication episode, the facts. What are the facts, right? And what is the, what is the right thing to do? And let's figure out what is right to do. Let's do it because it's right. And let's do it right, right? Yeah. Together. So, yeah, I think we've given O'Shane a little something to think about because, you know, that, that wife might... She might be out there and she might have a little she picnic, might be a you know? Nice ting, you know. We <laughs> uh, don't call women ting on this show. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, know, I know, I know, Although I did earlier. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions? Um, um, nice. That's all my questions. Yeah, you, you, you guys have any uh, questions for more questions for the singles? You know, in the in our last episode with Chris and Karen, he made the point that he was looking for a mental um, compatibility or mental match. He was you know, looking for that. And that's very much me. And I think I've always been this way. Like I'm just someone who values the internal dialogue, your thinking. I really want to expose, want you to expose your thinking to me so that I can understand like what's going on inside mm. of there. I'm not very surface level. And I've, I think I've been that way since I was a child. Like I remember one time my eldest brother, shout out to Ross. What's up, bro? Um, <laughs> I remember I w- we were brushing our teeth. I was in his his bathroom and we were br- I was brushing my teeth and I was squeezing the tube of toothpaste, right? And I was just squeezing it from the middle or wherever. And he was like, don't you know you have to squeeze from the bottom, right? So that, you know, you, you're gradually. And I said to him, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's a finite, I didn't use these words, but I was saying it's a finite amount of toothpaste in the tube. So at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter how I squeeze it at the end of the day, it, that's not changing the amount of toothpaste that's in there. So just, you know, let it go. I was, I've, I've always been very forest and mm. not trees, right? So I could never survive on a Tinder situation because it's just like, I need more information than that, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. I feel like within this space of being single, communication is horrible. Mm. Like I'll, I'll be having conversations with people in a dm and i hate texting mm. i'm the worst and i'll send voice notes and some people will b- reply like thank you for sending that mm. it's nice to hear your voice or oh my gosh a voice note and it's kind of like <laughs> wow y'all don't talk on the phone like or you don't have like human to human connections like it's, oh. it's 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 pretty bad so i i for a young man like me to to really um, have those types of conversation with a woman, it, I, the the communications like key, and like I I don't want to be trying to get to know you through through text where through, you can, where through I can words. Where I can't interpret your tone. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. The, I don't know your. I can't. I can't identify your body language, mm-hmm. your, your tone. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many dynamics of communication, and and I can't get to know you through email and texts and dms and instagram stories and posts and twitter Mm -hmm. i i I can i just feel like we're in a weird space where people try to talk to one another through memes or (laughs) (laughs) i I, want to ask you guys a question because you know my wheels are turning so if there was going to be an event for singles Mm -hmm. that would be appropriate for you guys and you would feel comfortable and you'd be like yeah i want to definitely go to that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what would that look like no cell phones. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like Ooh, that. I, I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Please elaborate. Um, it's distracting. D- yeah. I was also gonna say, like, after O'Shane's point, like, 
I think a reason why I find being single in this time difficult is millennials, Gen Z. Yeah, Gen Z. Um, are we we want instant gratification? Mm-hmm. We want it now. We want it like today. And I definitely fall into that because I like you know I want things quick. And so I feel like like I have seen people my age get married and get divorced within wow. like you know a very small amount of time and it's because we're rushing into things and we want things now i want to feel this connection now i want to get married to you now i don't want to be single anymore i want to be married and now i want to have a wedding i want to have sometimes. a wedding yeah. you know and not just any wedding you know yeah. we can't just go to city hall we got to do it big so yeah. you know everything is just instant gratification and no one i feel like a lot of people are not willing to put the time in and i'm speaking to old me is because i was very much like that it was like rushing into things um so yeah i feel like to julianne's question maybe just like i don't know maybe just not too many not everybody in the room all at once Mm. like a like a you go into this room with this person and you're gonna have this like love is blind (laughs) yeah love is blind (laughs) no but but (laughs) but you see them yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but something kind of like that but not as quick as get engaged in 10 days you Mm. know so it's just like a conversation face to face you know not all the texting and all that stuff just i I would love okay (laughs) i just would love to curate an a room, a room of single, like a room of like an experience with mm-hmm. singles, just curated singles, yeah. not just any Johnny. No, okay. <laughs> I would love to do that and just like let it do it. I, I was gonna say, do you, do you, do you feel like social media has shifted the way um, dating is? Because going back, going back to <laughs> going back to Danielle's point in regards to millennials wanting it now. Do you think do you think millennials want it now because they can post it now? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely. Yes. I'll answer. Hundred <laughs> percent. No. And 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 they want that relationship to yeah. never have a down day. Yeah. Because every day has to be Instagram Instagramable. Yeah. yeah. It has to be right. Every, and every when day we has eat to dinner, be hashtag, it has to be like this. Relationship goals. Let me tell you yeah. Something yeah. About old school love. Yeah. Okay. It's like soup. Mm. Okay, you need to let that thing simmer. Yes, let the mm. flavors meld it together. Mm. Sit for a <laughs> let me tell you, it has to sit for a day in the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. tastes better yes, the better. next day. Yes. Like, yes. better the next day. And you can say this—it's like wine, right? Yeah, mm. the, it tastes the, better with time. The thing is that oh. the, that pe- like young people nowadays, the whole instant gratification thing—they don't know how much value they are forfeiting and how much flavor yeah. they are forfeiting because. You are after this instant experience. Yes. Right? If you mm. really want the best wine or the best tasting soup, Jeez. you really have to let that thing marinate. One one of the best things about getting to know that person age mm-hmm. is the space in between the next time you see Ooh. them. Yeah. And just thinking about some of the things that you spoke about and just the way they they looked or or just the moments that you had, like like Okay, so I'm I'm in media, right? And so I I capture a lot of memories, people's memories all the time, moments, all that sort of stuff. But I always tell people, people are like, "Oh man, you must always walk around with your camera." I say, "No." A lot of times what I do is especially for like just family moments, I don't want to film it, I want to experience it. Mm. And I think we're we're in this sort of cultural environment, societal environment where we want to capture every moment, but we don't we lack the self-awareness to actually experience be in it, the moment, mm-hmm. be in the moment. And then I, I think from even a mental perspective to store it, store it in yeah. our mental or in our brains yeah. because we're storing it in our phones. Yeah. And then we never look at those video clips again, Ooh. never look yeah. at those photos again. 
So those hold memories aren't now. actually memories. Those aren't yeah. no, no, so just no. files. So yeah. and then and, and the funny thing is, all the things that are negative, we hold on yeah. to those. Yeah. We hold on to those. So when we look those. back through the hard drive of our mind, yeah. we only see, see the, the negative, negative. Yeah. and we never see because we haven't filed the positive moments. We don't practice that. We gotta wow. practice that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good. And another point on the instant gratification: the more that you can um, develop that. Uh, capacity mm -hmm. in your life to mm -hmm. delay gratification yes it'll mm -hmm. help you in marriage because a lot of young people think you get married sex sex <laughs> sex every day sex yeah, every day yeah. no trust me you're gonna have to learn how to wait on that <laughs> yeah. right so you and, and not just that i mean things that you might want financial that that you know financial yeah. goals that you'll set sometimes you're gonna have to say you know what we are not gonna get the latest iphone every time it comes out now because we, we're going to wait on that because we have some some bigger goals. So that's 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 something that you really need to to be practicing. Yeah. yeah. Especially, it's so against the culture of the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to jump back to the, to a point that Tristan was making because I was seeing I could see your perspective on it. I was just seeing it from another perspective. I thought that's what you were saying when you're talking about the excitement of seeing the other person when you when you when you're dating, mm -hmm. quote unquote. Um, sometimes people get addicted to that feeling, mm -hmm. and then have to go find other relationships mm -hmm. so that they can relive that chase after that right but yeah. but the key was what you said which is to direct that energy towards my spouse and the same way that i would like you know i, I want to make julianne like i've made julianne laugh a hundred times and my goal is always to make her laugh again you know what i'm saying you meant a so, hundred times a day yeah, right <laughs> not a hundred so like i just do the silliest things right and I, and you do that when you're you know getting to know each other you know you yeah. want will you find me funny in 10 years from now yeah because if a comedian is telling the same jokes 10 years from now we're like we don't even want to see that person again yeah they have to continually be working on new content well, right? I mean, they just have to be funny like, well this, yeah they gotta be funny right <laughs> and i'm saying but like so with you i i do i have that I direct my energy and cultivate uh, an attitude and a mindset. It's of, almost like a challenge that you challenge yourself. Yeah, like how much can I love her today? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean, how much more can I love her? How, like, how many different ways can I show her that I care? Right. That's and that excites me, and that you know challenges and motivates me in this relationship. And I think obviously it's for the benefit, right? Yeah. But I, I will say it doesn't come across to me as something that you are thinking about. Or contrived. Right? I think or, yeah. it's just you set your rudder in that direction. Right. And so therefore your whole life follows that. It, it flows out of you naturally. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, we, all, we, all, we always joke about the fact that, you know, you're always winning the competition of like <laughs> of loving yeah. me. Right? So, yeah. But you love me too, I know. Yeah. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> Man, listen, this has been another fantastic conversation. Conversation. Yeah. Um, and um thank you, Danielle. Thank you, O'Shane, mm. for your for your singleness. <laughs> we declare right now she will not be single. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for your perspective. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. And I'm sure that, that speaks on behalf of many single people and hopefully this uh answered some questions for some people encouraged some people and uh hopefully just, just would like to say that if uh, anybody's out there listening and they would oh like to uh <laughs> have a date or get to know o'shane or danielle <laughs> email podcast at the jameses.ca oh because goodness. we need to vet you before yeah, we let don't, you anywhere don't slide in those dms no, no, yeah, do not slide okay. in the DMs. there will be no sliding yeah, send your application we'll have a 58 question uh, we are the tribe and the community <laughs> that will vet you absolutely yeah. but again follow us on instagram at for more love james email us 
at podcast at thejameses.ca. Visit us online, thejameses.ca. That's right. And yeah, continue the conversation. Um, we're always encouraged when we hear people share with us that, you know what, we listened to that show and we had an amazing conversation with our spouse or with this person or that person. And that's what really this is all about, right? Yeah. We don't have all the answers, but we hope to give you some perspective and some tools that will help you in your journey of love and marriage. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again on another episode of Love Love James. James.